I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Do you get it yet? These are men and women, mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers that we just let stand outside in the heat. When they can't breathe. It was the news that caused the social media meltdown and earned strong words from comedian John Stewart, who you just heard. Senate Republicans blocked the PACT Act, which would have expanded health care coverage for military veterans exposed to toxins and burn pits during their service. So who could argue against that kind of bill? Well, let's get beyond the headlines. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Surely everyone can come together around a bill for military veterans who are exposed to toxins and burn pits uh, during their time in the military. I don't think anyone can argue with that. So this bill that was blocked in the Senate yesterday, worthy as it might be, is a great example of what is wrong with Congress and what happens when members of Congress get too cute by half. And try to put things into bills that change spending, that change a host of other things that actually undermine the validity of a very good bill. And so I want to break this down just a little bit. The headlines I can I can totally buy into, I totally get. When we make a promise and a commitment to the women and men who serve in our military, uh, that promise extends that we make sure they have a clear mission. They have all the resources they need to fulfill that mission and that when they come back, that we fulfill those promises. And when they don't, we fulfill those promises to their families. That's really simple. That's really easy. And so when you look at a bill like this to say, okay, well, we've got to have extended coverage for those, again, especially those veterans who are exposed to toxins from burn pits, uh, that totally makes sense. And yet, inside of that bill, there are things that create all kinds of spending in all kinds of places with no accountability. It's like, why do you put that in there? So let's break it down just a little bit. Senator Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, uh, was one of those who had been an advocate for this bill as it was working its way through the Senate. And then it went over to the House. There were some changes, so it had to come back to the Senate for another vote. And... Senator Toomey 
uh, ended up voting against the bill, a, a bill that he had been a champion of. So he took to the floor of the Senate this week to point out that the bill has a lot of support, just not for this little poison pill thing that's in the middle of it. Take a listen. And here's the problem. Completely unrelated to the $280 billion of new spending, there is a mechanism created in this bill. It's a budgetary gimmick that has the intent of making it possible to have a huge explosion in unrelated spending, $400 billion. This budgetary gimmick is so unrelated to the actual veterans issue that uh, has to do with burn pits that it's not even in the House version uh, of this bill. So the fact is we can fix this tonight and we could get this done tonight. And once that's done, this bill sails through this chamber and goes to the president and gets signed into law. Okay, so let's break that down just a little bit. So inside of this bill, completely unrelated, completely unrelated to the $280 billion price tag, is a budgetary gimmick that authorizes $400 billion in unrelated spending. And it's also uh, reallocating that in a way that Congress doesn't get to check it. So there's no accountability on the back end, and it's automatically authorized moving forward. So that $400 billion, again, nothing unrelated, completely unrelated to the $280 billion set aside for the military veterans. So that $400 billion wasn't in the House version of the bill that passed, and Senator Toomey was right. Senator Toomey said, we can fix it right now. We can fix it right now. All they needed was a simple amendment and simply changing a couple of words. And so you have to look specifically at the words inside of the bill. Because the the words that did change, again, not a lot changed in that bill between the House and the Senate. But what did change uh, was the word in terms of discretionary spending. And what, again, would come back to the Senate uh, in terms of oversight. And so that is a gimmick uh, that changes what was, what was passed by the House. And so you have to go through all of that. Now, let's, let's broaden this out a little bit because I want to take this as a model in, in terms of other places that this happens. This isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, and again, they could have fixed it last night. They, they could have fixed it, just allowed an amendment to be introduced on the floor of the Senate, and it would have been done in front of the American people. Not a bad strategy. So I want, I want to compare this now to what happened with the bill on marriage equality that the House just passed. So in that bill, Representative Peter Mayer, a conservative Republican from Michigan, he voted for that bill to enshrine interracial same-sex marriage into federal law. He said he did that because the bill focused on just those things. Take a listen. There's no compulsion. Uh, There's no threats to religious freedom. Um, There is just the simple question of, in the unlikely event that uh, Loving or Obergefell goes away, making sure that there is an absolute chaos. Um, so I voted in favor of this thing tonight. Um, I think it was the right choice 
from a limited government standpoint, from a liberty standpoint, uh, and frankly, just from avoiding any circumstance where that type of chaos could come down the line. So when a bill is specific, when a bill doesn't have poison pills in it, even single, even little words, like changing something from discretionary to mandatory, uh, that's a one-word change in a bill uh, that can have all kinds of consequences. So the marriage equality bill passed because it was single issue, very specific, very short, easy to understand, clear uh ramifications in terms of what it meant. Uh, And so you can get that done. And the challenge I have with both sides of the aisle is that we see this happen over and over and over again, that you have a wonderfully sounding, very important bill. But then you throw all these little gimmicks in there and all these little side things, and that actually prevents something that's really good from really getting done. And I, I think... Uh, I interacted a lot with Senator Toomey when I was in Washington, D.C., and he is a person of integrity. There there was no backdoor or anything on this. Again, he had, he had lobbied for the bill until it came back from the House with that single change, making it mandatory, not discretionary, because that changes everything. And again, that $400 billion in authorizations from discretionary to mandatory – has nothing to do, nothing to do with the $280 billion that is the bill to make sure that our men and women who've been exposed to those toxins from those burn pits while they were in service to our country and defending freedom didn't have anything to do with that. So why? Why do we keep doing this? And I'm equal opportunity offender. Both sides do this all the time. And it's part of what's broken in Congress And it's a part of what we, the people, have to expect more, and we have to do better. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.